I'm going to give you some tips on sales and marketing and promotion because you know that is what we do in this program. By nook or by crook, when you're done with this, if you do the things, you will know how to sell and market and promote anything. I'm going to give you some tips on sales and marketing and promotion because you know that is what we do in this program. By nook or by crook, when you're done with this, if you do the things, you will know how to sell and market and promote anything, anything in the world that you want, whether you're raising money for the church, whether it's your network marketing company, whether it's your new Facebook thing, whether it's a book in you, whether it's coaching, whether it's telling, whatever it is, that's the key. And one of the things about our industry, since I've been in it full-time for 26 years, is that nobody really teaches you any of these skills. And so you are classified, we are all classified as an entrepreneur, which is somebody who presumably is looking for income on their own, doing something of their own where there's not a job. Okay, so whatever part of your life you spend trying to get customers, trying to get recruits, trying to build your email list, all these things are what they call entrepreneurial kinds of endeavors. Okay, and a lot of entrepreneurs get really big. Look at Steve Jobs. He started as a complete zero, nobody, you know, just somebody really interested in technology. Or you look at the Google boys. They started as entrepreneurs. They were kids at Stanford. Most Every company in the world was started by somebody. It may not be this generation, but it'll have been at some generation. Sears and Roebuck was started by a person. Walmart was started by a person. Every company we have where we have worked or where most of the country works was started by somebody who was an entrepreneur and who made it work. That's really what it is. And a lot of entrepreneurs are in startup mode almost forever because they go from thing to thing and they don't quite make it work or, you know, whatever. So I have a nice quote to start the day, which is that the best entrepreneurs always have been and always will be problem solvers. That's Richard Branson, who is, of course, one of the best entrepreneurs in the world. Now, I'm going to add some things to this. It's not just any problem that an entrepreneur solves. You want to solve the problems that you like solving, where the problems that you like to sputz with and mess with and just you know hold it up and try it like this and try it like that and pay you a lot of money. So you want to solve problems that you like to mess with because there is no solution that's going to come that's worth any money right away. People pay big money for big problems. So that's how some people get paid $10,000 for a weekend or $25,000 to, you know, go to some event and some of you will go, well, you know, who would ever pay me $25,000? Well, if you offered something that they thought was worth it, they would. And if you really liked futzing with something and you mess with it like Einstein, like the crazy inventor, like the crazy scientist, you mess with it and mess with it and mess with it, and then you make something work. When that day comes, whatever you've got, somebody will pay a lot of money for, Okay. So the problem that you want to solve is always something that you like solving, you like the challenge, and probably you like the people that you would be helping. Because why solve a problem if it doesn't help anybody, right? All right. So yesterday um, we got a new person in the Strategic Inviter, and she says she's a real estate person, and she says, you know, how come I can sell a three hundred dollars or $400,000 home and I can't sell a $75 skincare product? This was her dilemma. And when I was doing some consulting for Shackley Corporate, the CEO there said, you know, Kim, a lot of 
key players from companies like IBM. He was an IBM top sales person there, top sales manager and also top sales guy. He said, a lot of people come. I've brought them over from IBM, and they start doing – they've made big money, you know, two, three, four hundred thousand dollars $400,000 a year. And they come and do network marketing here. And he said, when they leave three months later, four or five months later, they have lost a lot of self-esteem. And he said, what, what, what gives? What is, what's with this business where somebody can sell a four hundred, five hundred thousand dollars $500,000 house, say, or sell big equipment to somebody, and they can't sell a $75, I don't know, basic H or whatever laundry detergent they've got, something really small. So because that's such an interesting question to me, I want to give you some distinctions so that you know how these things are different. How is a real estate agent, no matter how successful, different from what people do in the network marketing business, okay? So number one, say that you are hosting an open house. So what's the first distinction? If you're hosting an open house, we're talking about the real estate person now, they come to you. Boom. That's number one. So that means that they already have an interest and they are expressing that interest, proving it by showing up. Okay? Now, you don't have that the way people market and call all their friends and family. Nobody's coming to you, right? And nobody, you have no clue if you have, they have any interest in what you have or not. So number one, they come to you. They have an interest as a real estate person and they're expressing it by showing up so you know it's proof in the pudding, right? Number two, they don't know you. Most of the people, if you go to an open house, you don't know the listing agent. But they know what you do. They know you sell real estate. So that's the second big difference. They don't know you, the people who come to show up. But they know what you do. They know that you sell real estate. There's no beating about the bush. Okay? And number three, you, as the real estate agent, you have some skills that might help the people who are looking make the right decisions. Okay? Now, the network marketing scene. Number one, if you do the traditional way of calling friends, family, neighbors, which they've done for, you know, centuries, (laughs) well, 50 years. Number one, they did not come to you looking for any help related to what you're doing with your network marketing company. Okay, that's number one. Nobody came to you looking for help, unlike the real estate agent who's having an open house. Okay? Number two, the people know you, but they don't know what you do. They have no clue. Most of them, when you drop it on them, guess what? I have this product. They're normally surprised. And if you don't do it right, you'll create some animosity with your friends because they don't know what you do. You haven't told them yet. This is all for, you know, when you're doing this the first time. And number three, nobody you know was expecting you to call about this, about your business. They were expecting probably some other call. You know, how are the kids or I got my hair done or whatever. So nobody was expecting you to call about that topic. Then the fourth thing here is they have no, I would say, you know, for lack of a better way to put it, they have no known to you interest already. See, unlike with real estate, when somebody comes to the open house, they have some kind of an interest, and it's proven by the fact that they show up. Now, they may just be looky-loose. Who cares? But there they are. But you don't have any clue 
as to whether you're, the person you're talking to has an interest already in that thing that you're marketing, whether it's income or whether it's skincare, or whatever it is. And usually, you also don't have any idea if they use a $6 jar of ponds every month or if they spend $2,495 a month on the La Mer product line. And that's their cheapest jar, by the way. Or if they use any skincare product at all. You don't have a clue. See? And now the last point is that you basically network marketers have no sales marketing or promotional skills because nobody teaches that. You should know that. And the whole idea of our industry is to make it look like any nitwit can do it, and that's how they get lots of people to sign up, who, of course, discover that it's not quite that easy. Okay, so this is the first set of differences that make really make it completely different, what you do and how people react to you. So are, are we making sense so far? Yes. Yes? Yes, yes. 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 Good. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Okay, so the second area where there's a big difference is folks in the network marketing business do not understand how they get paid. And some of them don't even understand that they do get paid. I've talked to people who said, oh, I guess I could get paid. I really never thought about it. I just like to go to the meetings and I like to do this and I like to do that. But I guess I, I suppose I could get paid. So what would I have to do? So what you learn in the meetings when you go normally is, you know, how to change the world, how to share the love, the goodness, the personal development, the belief, you know, we're all going to make the world a better place, all the kumbaya and all of that. And there's nothing wrong with that. A lot of people really love that. In fact, I would say probably half the industry stays in because of the meetings, because they're motivational. They get to meet people and see people. They get away from the house. They get away from the kids, get on a plane and go someplace. So it serves a purpose. But if you are thinking that you're going to make some money with it, other than getting your product free, then you have to be able to answer one question that I've asked for 25 years, which is, how do you earn $1,000 a month? And it doesn't matter who the group is that I've got. It doesn't matter how sophisticated they are. It doesn't matter if there are 5,000 people on the call or if I've got 10 people on the call. How do you earn $1,000 a month? There's always silence. And they go, uh, well, uh, talk to people. Mm -hmm. What else? Well, uh, show the product. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Learn the product. You know, learn all the good stuff in it and yada, yada. Say, yep, yep, yep. Uh, be passionate. Uh-huh. They got to really have a lot of passion. Okay. And then follow up. Mm -hmm. Show you care. Yep. Develop relationships. Yep, yep, yep. And talk to people. Of course, they like to say that a lot. Talk to people. But in fact, you know, doing those things doesn't make you any money at all. Nothing. You can talk to people all you want. You can show the product all you want. You can learn the product all you want. You can be passionate all you want. You can follow up all you want. You can show you care all the lot. You could develop relationships. My God, take 10 people to lunch a week. But how do you earn $1,000 a month or 10000 or 20 or 100 anything? And some of you know this, of course, from Module 5. But the basics that almost nobody in the industry knows, it's, really, it's the most amazing thing to me. But you see, this is precisely, this explains why almost nobody earns any because nobody fo focuses on what you need to do to make any. Because what does the company tell you? Well, it's very complicated, complex pay plan. It's like, yeah, yeah. Just show me how this, where the money, show me the money. So here it is. If you earn from right from module five, if they pay you $10 per customer, let's say you have a monthly product 
package and it's 100 bucks a month. That's what the customer pays to be on auto ship. Just pretend. And they pay you 10 bucks. You get $10 per auto ship customer every month. Just pretend that's what it is. So if you want to make $1,000 a month, you'd need to get 100 customers like that where the company pays you $10 a month. That's it. Get 100 customers who pay in the 100 bucks a month because they pay me $10 or $8 or whatever it is, and then I make $1,000 a month. Kaboom. I can tell you, you, any of you can ask any upline in your company, how would I make $1,000 a month? Can you tell me in one sentence? Not a single one of them is going to be able to tell you this. They'll think, well, let's see, if you qualify and if you get your bonus and if you have your third customer and the ninth, you know, there's no one who can give just a simple answer. Of course there are conditions. You know, in our industry you need to qualify, meaning that you need personal orders of some kind. In most cases, personal orders is what you need, like 100 bucks a month or 200 bucks a month or 300 bucks a month. And depending on how, ma- how much business you do, you will get higher percentages on your customer orders or on your recruit orders. So that's always the case. That's true in any sales business. There are incentives. Real estate as well. You know, we pay our people 50% used to when they sold a certain amount, like say they closed over, I don't know, a million dollars in sales, we'd move them up to 65%. So every time they had another sale or another lease, in my case, we did a lot of leasing of commercial space, big commercial spaces, they would get, if the commission were, I don't know, 30 grand to our house, to to my brokerage house, they would get 65% and the house would keep 35%. That's after they hit these numbers. And every year people hit the numbers again. That's how I did it when I was an agent, which was actually never because I decided to become a broker right away. I didn't want to screw with being an agent. But I knew what agents did and how it worked. So I thought I'll own the place and that way I can train people and do exactly what we're doing here in the industry, in the network marketing industry. You learn it, you recruit people, and you teach them and train them, and as a result, you get a piece of whatever action they, they put out there. That seems to me to be perfectly normal, which is why I've always loved the industry, <laughs> the basics of it. Okay, so that's how you do it. Now, with recruiting, it's the same thing. They're just bigger numbers. We used to sell $5,000 water filter orders, and we, or, or we got like 1200 bucks on each of those. That was the minimum. And so if I could sell, I don't know, say 10 of those a week, then I would make $12,000. And people go, well, how do you make $12,000 in a week when it's not real estate? Because the deals are small. $5,000 not a big deal, you know. I mean, compared to real estate, it's <laughs> quite small. But compared to, say, if you're thinking that $100 is a lot, to you 5000 is like an, an enormous fortune. So it's all relative to your own experience. But I'm saying, given where I was at that time, doing real estate where the deals were really in the tens and usually in the hundreds of thousands of dollars and in the millions of dollars, 5,000 didn't seem like a lot. But we, you know, we still, so if I would sell 10 of those and we make $1,200 on each one, I would make, I don't know, ten or $12,000, something like that for the week. But the thing is, you don't do that every week with the same people. See, the nice thing about customers is that if you get a repeat customer, you do the hard work of the selling once. That's it. And they keep going if you got the right match. You know, now if you're begging for favors, oh, come on, mom, give me a favor, do me a favor, or your aunt or somebody, and they really spend six bucks on ponds, for example, and your product is $85, it's not going to last very many months. It's just the values aren't there, you know? That's part of learning how to sell, learning how to market, learn the values, so you strike it, boom, right down the middle, Okay. 
So because people are not aware of this in the industry, they keep talking to people and keep talking to people, keep trying to be passionate and develop relationships and do all this stuff, like take people to lunch, and then they go, well, I'm not making any money. Or they'll make three sales and earn $7 on each one and make $21 for the month. And they think, I've taken six people to lunch. Turns out, I find out at lunch that they're really a meat eater and my product is vegetarian. Well, you could have done that on the phone, but you see, nobody tells you that. So you spend all this time and all this money and you come home with $21 and whoever your other half is says, well, you know, you spent like, what, six, 800 bucks, but mostly your whole month. And what have you got? And then you get a return. So no, it's not just talk to people, which is the main mantra of the industry. Instead, you know, what we do is we should say instead of just talk to people, just sell, market, and promote to people. That's what you do. So what do you do to make money? Well, you just have to sell and market and promote to people. And that's what's true. You see, you can talk to 100 people. If nobody buys, you're cooked. You don't have a dime. And so there are, you know, knowing this, there are two ways that you approach people. When you don't know if they have an interest because you don't know anything about the person, which is normally the case in most warm markets, I'm generalizing, but in most warm markets, I would say that until you guys started calling people, you probably had no idea who was a high-end skincare user and who wasn't, or who was into supplements for energy and who wasn't, or who was concerned about sleep and who wasn't. I'll bet most of you had no idea, which is why there's such a big shock factor when people say, well, I don't you know, care about that and blah, 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 blah. So if you're going to approach people whether you talk or email, and you have no idea if they have an interest because you didn't have an open house and they came. You weren't the salesman from IBM who went to the big company where they're all expecting a sales presentation about the latest IBM computer program or the latest you're the hot shot from Microsoft and you're going to come in and show people how to do their software. Nobody's waiting for you. Nobody even knows what you have. So when you have that, what you do is this. You call their name out, number one, clearly. And then you ask them the same way you ask a shoe salesman. Can you show me whatever those, do you have anything like that? Okay. So if you don't know, you can say, well, you know, I market this product, this high-end skincare product, let's say, for people who don't want toxins in their skin. And I wonder, like me, and I wonder if you know anyone who might like to know about something like that. So you do not treat them as if they're your prospect. This is a cardinal sin to do because they're probably not. You know, when we do marketing, people talk about 1% market share. That's one in 100, and that's if you're really, really good. Now, for customers, you might get more than like one or 10. One in 10 might say yes, but if you do it the way that I'm suggesting now, you'll get referrals from people who know people who like high-end skincare but don't want the toxins. Because they're the same people who like high-end skincare, don't want the toxins, and do recycling. Or probably have a water filter. Because if anybody knows anything about water, my God, you would, I wouldn't touch it. Anything comes out of the faucet in the cities. So they generally will know someone and you'll get a referral. Okay. Now, if you, do not, if you do know what their interest is, 
which is when you can solve a problem for somebody because you you know what they you can solve a problem in the first one too but in the first one you're asking yoohoo this is what i have do you know anyone who might like to know about something like that okay and you wait i don't know might be me well i don't know you know that process and if you do know because you have already called out their name and they said yeah me it's me then you can make your presentation well let me show you what i've got you know, here's how it comes, and here's what it does. And then, of course, always, here's what it doesn't do. Always be the first to bring out a downside. The reason there are 10,000 types of toothpaste is because everyone who buys Tom says, well, I buy that versus, I don't know, Colgate, because Colgate's full of toxic stuff. And somebody will buy Colgate and says, well, I buy that and not Tom's because I don't want to pay for this extra stuff that I don't believe in. So every product has pluses and minuses to the users and the non-users. I don't want to live in that neighborhood because mm, there's no sun. Well, I want to live in that neighborhood because the sun's too hot for me. Great. That's why there's a market. You know, I would never use Ponce Cream for six bucks, but I tell you what, that company is major. They are a billion-dollar company. So does that mean there are some people who love it? Yeah, and who will say to us, who needs your organic crap? I don't believe in that. My mother looks beautiful, and she never used anything at all. So you need to know that there are different tastes, different strokes for different folks. So this second one, when you know because you've called, you said, you know, for example, one thing that I do on my, I haven't run any ads for a while, but I have some videos running on Facebook, which are costing me like a penny a click, just truly amazing, and tens of thousands of clicks. And it's like, you got to be kidding but it's sometimes you have some luck, you know, and this is definitely, I think, one of those things where, where I had some good fortune. But it, I'm paying a penny, and people see the video. And if they are interested in the video, they have an opportunity during the video to sign up for my list. So when they sign up for my list, I already know what they like because I know what they saw that they responded to. This is the fabulous thing about learning how to do paid advertising, which you're all going to learn in this class. It's an unbelievable thing because you have nothing but inbound. It's called inbound marketing. That means people are calling you. People are getting on your list. People are asking you, how do you do this? How do you do this? I want to learn how to do this, yada, yada, yada. The same thing that I have with this program. You know, I sign up people almost every single day, but they, everyone comes to me. You all know that. You all were part of the process. I'd like to get a little survey. I'd like to get some information. Everyone has committed totally to be a happy learning machine. So there's nobody going to whine. Even if you want to, you won't because you already promised you're a happy learning machine because this is a process of learning how to do stuff. But once you know how to sell and market and promote, you are free, baby. You will never be dependent on a wife, a husband, a child, a parent, the government, your upline, your downline, your crossline. It doesn't matter who's in government in power. You will be able to make whatever income you want. If you market something that solves somebody's problem, that's big to them, and they'll pay you for it. And, of course, that's what you're going to learn, okay? So these are the two things. That, these are the two ways that you approach people. Now, are these two things clear? Yes. 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 Right. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. All right. So here comes the next part. Okay. I want to give you uh, two points here that I think will help you a lot. Uh, and then I'm going to answer the three, which of the three things you want to be doing. Because, like I said, I'm 
I don't want to overwhelm you too much. And you need to, this stuff needs to process. This is not like your laundry list where you just kind of, you know, that's it. You process it, and each time you write a marketing piece or you talk to somebody on the phone or you read something or you think of what you're going to do, remember to have these things, just hear them or reread your notes so that they become sort of part of you. Because if you're talking to somebody who has no idea what you've got, which is most of your warm market, you know, when you call them the first time, or the cadaver calling, that's purposely designed to give you the uh, 50 connects. Why? So you can go, hey, you know, I know you don't know me. I'm a local business owner in the neighborhood, and I wonder if I can ask you a question. And they go, yep. And you know they don't know. And they know that they don't know. And if you're sweet, you can sweet talk your way into the question, well, you know, we're introducing this product for people who yada, 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 and yada, yada, yada. Do you know anyone around here? You think that might want to know about something like that? It's called fishing. That's what you're doing. And everyone, every now and then, somebody sells somebody. And this is how you want to treat all warm market. Because you don't have a clue what they want or what they don't want. See, if you think someone is your prospect, like they teach, everyone's your prospect, a suspect until, you know, I don't know, some really expression like that, they are not your prospect. They may know someone, but they are not your prospect. I wouldn't treat anyone as if they're a prospect. I used to. But then you know better. You know, in real estate, what, what do we do in real estate to be sure we don't have this problem? Anyone in, well, if you're in residential, you know this. I never did residential because I wanted to have bigger deals. But I'll tell you what, when we used to do major leasing, you know, where people would pay fifty, sixty thousand 60000 a month for their space, those were big deals to us. Now, of course, you know, a lot of companies pay two or $300,000 a month because they have hundreds of thousands of square feet of space depending on, you know, what they do. But I'll tell you, we used to, before we went to the landlord with the deal, we made them get a letter from the bank saying that they're good for the money. And in the residential real estate business, that is done all the time. It's called the pre-qualifying letter. Because, you know, what used to happen is in the old days, I mean, like many moons ago, real estate agents would drive people around the medium neighborhood, the better neighborhood, and then the swank neighborhood. And people would say, I want to make an offer on this house or that house. And it might be, I don't know, $500,000 house or $400,000 house or, you know, $150,000 house. And they would make the offer. And, of course, what's going to come back from the other side? We'll accept it with these conditions, and we need proof of that they are financeable. Anybody who's representing the seller is going to know that. Where's the proof of do you have the cash or do you have a loan uh, document saying that, yes, we'll finance you up to this much, and the cash, the rest of it's in the bank. Why? They want to qualify the buyer. That's what we do. So we did that, and real estate agents learned that the hard way because they would make offers for a $500,000 house, and the guy, they, they couldn't finance a $100,000 loan. So this is, you're doing exactly the same thing here. And I wouldn't call it qualifying people. I would just say, are you matching values? Is this somebody who has done this before, you know? So, okay, so... Number one, let me make these two points before I get off track here. It seems to be too easy to do. Number one, when you market stuff, when we, any of us market anything, the tendency is to market the thing. Like if you have a skincare product, you talk about all the features of the skincare product. It's this and it's that and it's got a plant in it and it's got, you know, you know, or the health product or the, you know, the environmentally sensitive cleaning products or the sleeping products. We talk all about 
that thing. Because what else? If you have no experience in sales, marketing, and promotion, that's what we do. Let me tell you about this great product and the great company, and also don't forget the great CEO. And we so totally rock, and we're 50 years old, and we have no debt, and blah, blah, blah. So I can just tell you that while we think that might be cool as a seller, people never buy based on any of those things. If you want to make a lot of money, that's not how people buy. They don't go into the drugstore or GNC and say, okay, I'm looking for, you know, a um, kind of a anti-sneezing product, and I'd like to have a company that's 50 years old and debt-free. Who buys like that? Nobody. So why would you want to sell like that? Oh, and has a great CEO. Yeah, I want the sneezing product to be sure that they have a great CEO. He's really caring about his people. I don't think anybody does that. What they'll say is, like, what's the most popular product that gets it done the fastest that won't drug me out so I don't fall asleep when I'm driving my car? So what is that? People ask about what it does for you in the future. That's what they want to know. So if people want to buy based on what it does for them, is it going to give me this? Is this going to make me skinny? Will I be able to fit into my bathing suit from college? Can I fit into my jeans again and I don't have this horrible issue? What is that? You're selling what it can do for that person. Okay. So what you want to do when you market is market the way people buy. So if you have a weight loss product, instead of talking about what's in it and how it grows under some tree and who knows, la-la land, what you can do instead is talk about if, if you're looking to get into your jeans again for the summer or if you need to lose it before the wedding and you don't want to have something that's got toxic stuff in it and you don't want pills to swallow where you're, you know, feel like you're going to throw up, you know, this product might be what you want. And guess what they're going to say? Well, what is it? That's how you do it. So you're always marketing that thing that people want from the product. First. And one of the reasons in the orange book that I created the first date script structure is so that if you didn't know what people want, which I'm going to show you how to determine here in pretty short order, <laughs> that you could at least use what happened to you. So you could say, well, you know, before I used to took the sleeping product, I would my kids would want me to babysit the grandkids. So, of course, I would do that. Three nights a week, I babysit over there at night so my kids can go out. And so I have the grandkids, and I'm supposed to read to them. Well, every other night, I fall asleep before the kids do. And then when my kids get home, I'm sleeping, and the little kids are not in the bed yet. Well, that's quite a story. She doesn't want to be like that. So, you see, what she could do then is say, you know, I market this product that helps people sleep, you know, like, like, like me, so that when you're babysitting your grandkids, you don't fall asleep before they do, and then your kids come home and see you that you're sleeping and the kids aren't even in bed yet. Like what happened to me? you know anyone who might like to know about something like that? So what have you done? Number one, like Richard Branson, you've solved a problem of your own. Number two, you're kind of wondering, is there anyone in this world out there who has this problem? And I'll tell you something really interesting. When you come up with a really specific example in your first date script about what happened to you, see, if you say something like, oh, you know, before this product I was kind of dragging around the house and, you know, after three months of this I'm, I have all my energy back. You know anyone who might like to know about something like that? That's kind of boring. 
because who knows what energy means? I have my energy back. Well, so, so what? So what you do, if you find yourself getting too general or you're boring or you technical words come out of your mouth because you're just so programmed right now, of course, we're going to deprogram you here. But let's say you say, well, I used to not have any energy and now I have all this energy. Do you know anyone who might like to know about something like that? Well, that's kind of ho-hum. So what you do, and my second point here, is that when you market, you tell someone so that we can or so that you can or so that I can or this enables you to do this or that or the other. So you might say, before I didn't have any energy and I could just drag through the day. And now I have so much energy, I can make my husband dinner and beat the kids at chess at night before I go to sleep. You see that part? I have so much energy that I can yada, 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 and yada, 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 and you give the examples. I can do these things again. I can go out again. I don't have to go to sleep at 6.30, or I don't have to lie on the couch after I eat dinner. I can arm wrestle with my kid at night again. Do you know anyone who might like to know about something like that? And now what happens in the mind of the other person is that they think about their examples, not yours. They may not have grandkids to arm wrestle with, but they're thinking, oh, I wouldn't fall asleep probably at my desk, and when the boss comes by, I don't look like I'm zonked out. They automatically transpose your really specific example to their own. And then they go, yeah, I might like to try that. I might know somebody like that. I'm falling asleep all the time. We had a gal once who said she fell asleep. She, was, she worked so many hours, and I guess she didn't sleep enough. When she drove home from work, she would put her head down on the steering wheel at every red light. She hoped for the red light so she could do that. Well, if somebody said, you know, I did, I, my energy was, I was so dragging, I had to lay my head on the steering wheel, and I waited for the red lights. And now I don't do that anymore. I'm not a danger to myself or my kids. You know, do you know anyone who might like to know about something like that? Well, what happens is the other person goes, oh, man, I fall asleep every time, I don't know, we're having sex or something, and my husband thinks I'm, I'm a, you know, don't like him, but I'm too tired, I can't even move. So they think of their examples. The more specific you are, and the way to be specific is I have my energy back again so I can yada, 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 yada. So I can get up early. I wake up before the alarm. Okay. So the number one thing is that you're not selling your product. You are that this is in fact what they give you money for. But since people buy based on what they want it to do for them, zip up their pants again, looking cool on the beach again, be able to stay awake for sex at night or not fall asleep every single night or whatever the thing is, that gives you that that thing, that example that makes the other person go, oh, well, I wonder if it could help me stay awake at the, at the streetlights, okay? So you're selling the thing that it can do. So get those phrases. So you can, that enables you to, that allows you to, blah, 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 okay? Or allows me to. The second point I want to make is one that everybody completely misses, and, and it's because nobody got trained in sales and marketing and promotion, and I'm going to tell you what it is right now. When most people, when everybody, I want to just blanket statement, people with no experience who start network marketing or any other, internet marketing, doesn't matter what it is, they all have this assumption that because I love it, everyone else is going to love it. We just do. You know, we just kind of, like they say, project, well, well, we love it, they're going to love it too. Who who doesn't want to have better health and wealth? That's the standard refrain. 
Who doesn't want more health and wealth? Well, the fact is, maybe everybody does want more health and wealth, but there are hundreds of different ways to get it. And our product and our business and our services are only one of hundreds of options that they have. So you have to ask for specific types of people. You just cannot assume that because we love it, that they love it. Number one, you don't know anything about most of your friends and family as it relates to what they do for health. Most of you don't. Yeah, that's why we get so many no's. Why do you think we get no's across the board? Because no one calling any of their friends and family knows anything about their habits for skin care, personal care, organic, not organic, exercising, yada, yada, yada. We don't know. And we discover on the phone. What? I don't spend 85 bucks a month. Are you crazy? Clicks. Too expensive. Right? Isn't that kind of how it is? So what you do with the friends and family, I think I've given you that tip, announce up front, you know, Auntie Lulu, this high, I'm marketing this high-end skincare product. I know it's not for you probably because you don't know, right, one way or the other. And it's for people who want high-end but not the toxins, for example. So do you know anyone who might like to know about that? Something like that. And so you've got that out there. And that's a way of kind of filtering who might be the right one if you're marketing in that way. And what I recommend you do is embrace the idea of, it's almost a bad word in our industry, but advertising. And what I mean by advertising is just one thing. You put it out there and you put it out in front of the right people and you see who comes. Because once they come, it's like you've got an open house. And they're all there. And, of course, there are going to be some looky-loos. What else is new? What do they teach you in real estate? I don't know if we've got any real estaters, but residential, you've got to have 30 shows before you can expect somebody to buy. 30. And that's, they're coming all the way over. But a lot of people are looky-loos, so that's what you get. So you get used to it. But if you want to have an open house or pack the house, you know, Vic and I have done this class that is – And we packed the house. I mean, I've packed the house for 26 years. I've never had. I once had an empty house. I went to the San Francisco. I was in the Presidio. (laughs) Somebody was putting a meeting together for me and said, Kim, we're going to have like, I don't know, 50 people or something. So I went with Roger, my wonderful um, front line, who was just a gentleman beyond. And he was new. And he said, okay, you're going to carry my stuff and, you know, get it all in there. And nobody was there. And I thought, well, darn, this is not so good. And he says, well, Kim, what do you think we should do? And I said, well, I'm going to be the audience. Why don't you open up the overheads, get the slides. You do a presentation. Do me. I'll be your audience, and I'll, I'll help you do it so that next time there are people here, you, you'll know how to do it. And that's what we did. And he was really, really good. And I showed him what to do, and lo and behold, because he got good, he did other meetings for us in San Francisco where we, where we were doing that stuff. And he always will say to this day, he went to Hong Kong to do meetings, and he said, I did a meeting for Kim one time, and once I got past that, I could do a meeting for anybody. And that's what happened to him. I remember like yesterday, Roger Dong, just a wonderful man. So the point is that you want to have an open house. So whether you have one live and all people come to your house or to the hotel or to the bookstore or any place you want or – whether you do it online. You put something out there. I got something for people who yada, 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 and yada, yada, yada. And you, you can start with your Facebook page, and then you learn on Facebook how to find the audiences where they are for the stuff that you have. And you put it out there, and you wait for them to raise their hands. Click on the ad, you know, or click on your, your landing page or whatever your lead capture thing is, which you're going to get in Module 6. So those of you who are new, do not freak. You're going to get there. But that's the idea. 
they're like saying, yep, I want to come to your open house. And then you can give them either a PDF or do it through email. You give them whatever freebie you have or not a freebie. You know, start with a freebie so you learn how to do it. Or you could do a webinar. And what is that? Well, don't freak out about how you look in front of the camera. You don't need to be in front of the camera. Learn how to make slides and talk. It's talking pictures. And you could either offer your private consultation. You can offer your business. There's countless stuff you can offer. And those webinars, if they're marketed to the right people, that's called kind of advertising, you know, they're all open houses for you. And this is called inbound marketing. And that's what you learn to do when you're clear what the problem is, like Richard Branson said. The best entrepreneurs are all problem solvers. So you decide what problem you feel like solving. And normally a person will solve something that's been a problem for them. Like if you've had an issue with sugar, for example, or you have family that has an issue with sugar, somebody has a mother who had um, Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's for dementia. Yeah, yeah right. The big A, and the big A. Yeah, the big A. That's what it is. And there are people who believe that can be nutritionally prevented or slowed down, particularly the children of these people. And they are on the warpath to try and do that. Well, so they might write an ad to any that shows up on Facebook, for example, any place where people are dealing with who believe that there's something that can be done about the big A, say nutritionally. And they could say, well, i got three new nutrition things that I've been using Uh, You know, check it out. Now, of course, you can't use like the big A and you can't make any claims and do all that. But the point is that you get people on your list who have an interest in how to use nutrition to help your body get its glow back, its energy back, you know, all these kinds of things. So you phrase it in those terms. In fact, when I was marketing fruits and veggies and capsules, we had a book. I found a book right away because it's like, oh, man, I want to get a lot of support for this because I'm a big fruit and veggie person and fruit and veggie capsules. I mean, you can't give me enough, right? (laughs) And so we found this book called Food, Your Miracle Medicine by Gene Carper. We had copies of that for every single person when we had the events because she had a beautiful book and said, you know, if you eat two servings of spinach, You reduce your chances of, I don't know, she said this in her book. This was like 20 years ago, so you can't do that today. But at that time, this was was the research she was reporting. If you have two servings of spinach, it reduces, I don't know, your risk of prostate cancer by 30%. Suddenly, every man you know is eating two servings of, or four, of, of spinach. And she had, if you eat two servings of cabbage a week, this will, has been shown to reduce your chances of getting, I don't know, heart failure by 30%. And so what, what I did is I took that book and I made laminated slides out of those charts and said, Hey there, this is Kim. Delighted that you're here and delighted that you made it this far. So we're doing a little test. And if you like what you've heard and you like learning how to talk to people like a normal person, We've got a little program called 100 Customers, 100 Days. It used to be called the Customer Enchilada. It's an audio program that shows you all the different ways you can do this. And it's been selling for, it used to originally sell for $695, $695 because we did a live event uh, for that and then made all these wonderful audios out of it. And then we decided to make it available to everybody for $97. And so the... the experiment I'm doing right now is if you like what you've heard and you want to get that program, we have a link that is attached to this audio called sayxyz.com, S-A-Y-X-Y-Z.com. 
And when you go there, you can get this program for 67 bucks. It's only for people who got this far. If you like what you heard and you want to learn how to do that for whatever your product or program is, and obviously it's both for customers and for recruiting. All right? I'll talk to you soon. So the link is www, if you still type that in, say, S-A-Y-X-Y-Z.com, all jammed together. All right, talk to you later. Bye. Thank you.